Welcome back to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 Defense. 707 is the first pitch tonight. Where's my 707 is the first pitch tonight between the Jays and Orioles. Reminder, tomorrow is a 307. First pitch at the Rogers Center. And then, Kevin, what's that sound? What's that rumbling in the distance, Kevin? The Yankees. The Yankees are coming to town. One game at a time, Jeff. Big weekend series. Well, you need to take three out of four. Stop messing around. Don't go three for 11 with runners in scoring position. Let a dude throw a 92. Carve you up. Try that first. Do that game by game, Jeff. Take it a game at a time. I, yeah, the Yankees. Uh, yeah. Let's let's see what they do to the Rays in these next two games. Uh, I just, As all the coaching staff says I, about the Blue Jays, just get in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that's yeah, all you got to yeah, do. Don't that, stop worrying about winning the American League East. That looks like that's going to be tough. It looks like it. Just get it's into the playoffs. Tough. That's all you have to do, and don't don't fall into it. Could you be an Run optimist into the playoffs? Could you be an optimist and say it's actually easier focusing on just going to the playoffs as opposed to trying to win a division angle? No, you can't. That's stupid. I can't believe I said that. Well, you did you know say what, dude? Just win as many games as you can. Well, you're try good. to get try to get 100 wins. Try to get 100 wins. Just get in the playoffs. 100 wins. Try to get 100 wins. Uh, we are giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question. To 59590. Yesterday we asked you who is the Yankees' all-time leader in home runs. The answer is Babe Ruth. Shame on at least five of you who said Alex Rodriguez. Even if that was right, I would never guess his name. Even no. if it was right. We had A-Rod. Uh, we had Gehrig. I just assumed everybody would have Ruth. But anyhow, uh, it's neither here nor there. Today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Red Sox down at the Rogers Center on Monday, June 27th. Here's today's question. In the famous 2004 ALCS Game 4 between the Red Sox and Yankees, the Dave Roberts game, which former Blue Jay drew a walk in the ninth and was replaced by Dave Roberts, who would steal second and score the tying run in the bottom of the ninth? Again, in the famous 2004 ALCS Game 4 between the Yankees and Red Sox, the Dave Roberts game, which former Blue Jay drew a walk in the ninth and was replaced by Dave Roberts, who would steal second and score the tying run in the bottom of the ninth? Text the answer to 595-90 for your shot to win. See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. I was there. I would have got that in a heartbeat. Hi, boy. But anyhow, let's bring in Tim Kirkjian, MLB writer and analyst with ESPN. Mr. Kirkjian, how are you doing? Um, well, fellas, how you doing? Doing well. There's a ton to talk to you about, but I want to tap into your, um, I want to tap into your expertise as a former uh, Baltimore newspaper reporter, beat writer, columnist. The Orioles are in town, obviously playing the Blue Jays right now. There's this whole backdrop about the Angelos family with, uh, is, is it Lewis or Louie? Louie and, and, and John, um, you know, and there's a family squabble and one brother's claiming the other brother wants to move the team to Nashville as part of a, uh, you know, an estate battle. Um, 
how how serious is this? If you're the Baltimore Orioles and you're Brandon Hyde and you've got Adley Rushman and you've got a couple of other guys and you know that you're you're still a couple of years away at least from being able to make a run at the playoffs in this division, but you're trying to be you're, you're trying to be as positive as as possible about this. Is there is there a possibility that this becomes a real issue in Baltimore, or is this just you know kind of politics, family politics at play? I think it's just family politics. Now, Peter Angelos's wife, the mother of John and Lewis, came out this morning with her own statement saying, basically, I'm in charge of this trust and the Orioles aren't going anywhere. Now, John Angelos has already written that, but now his mother came out and wrote that. And I Maybe I'm the most naive guy in the world. Maybe I understand better than most the importance of the Orioles in Baltimore. I cannot see a scenario where they leave Baltimore. Um, Is it a major distraction? Absolutely. Does it maybe even set them back a little bit in their rebuild because of such a distraction? Yes, I think it does. But I think it's a family politics. I think it will all be figured out, and I don't think the Orioles are going anywhere. What is the next step in your mind for the Orioles? I mean, I don't even know if they've taken the first step yet, but you know, we, we just had Brandon Hyde on, and one of the things he said is, you know, we've done a nice job this year with our bullpen. We identified a lot of guys, waiver claim guys. We know that the Orioles are back in the international market. Obviously, we've seen Adley Rutschman. What's the next step for this team? Is it, is it to develop a, a one or two good homegrown arms and, and, and use that as the basis for building the rotation? Or is it to go out and, I don't know, to go out and get a free agent to, uh, you know, to sort of bolster the, the young core that they, they seem to be building? Yeah, I don't think it's free agent time yet. I think it's just what you said. They have to develop some more pitching as much as they can. They have done a good job in in reversing the situation in their farm system. But to me, at least in this division, they are still a long way away from being a contender and going out and getting a free agent right now wouldn't help a whole lot. They can swing the bats. They have an interesting offensive team. They just don't pitch well enough, even though they've pitched better this year than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. So there's still a ways to go there, um, but at least they're they're on like step three of this. You know, they, they they got rid of a bunch of players. They let Chris Davis go. They brought in a bunch of young guys. They're they're moving forward. It's just taking a little slower than people thought. Okay, Tim. Uh, the the when, when the trade deadline comes around, the Blue Jays. What do you think will be easier for them to get a left-handed quality hitter or swing and miss arms in the bullpen? Well, I think they're swing and miss arms in the bullpen like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing to me when I just watch any game any night, somebody comes out of the bullpen. It's like Lance Berkman told me like eight years ago, every night someone's coming out of the bullpen throwing 95 miles an hour, and I've never even heard of it. That was eight (laughs) years ago. And we we have even more of those guys. So if you're paying attention as a team and you need a swing and miss arm, they're everywhere, and they'll be available at the trade deadline. You just got to pick the right guy for the right situation. As for a left-handed hitter, 
well, I'm not sure how many bats are going to be available. You know, with the league average under 240 right now, I think teams are going to hang on to as many hitters as they can because they need everyone. But I think it'll be an active trade deadline, but I think those relievers will go first. Do you think, given the fact the playoffs have expanded, we've all kind of wondered about what impact that will have in the trade deadline, the fact that more teams have have a realistic shot of getting into the playoffs this year than in the past. Do you think that we might that that may result in more early trades or fewer early trades or no early trades? Like last year the Jays moved on at the end of June to address their bullpen issues. They made their first acquisition. Can you see teams being more aggressive this year or is it going to be hard to be aggressive? It's it's a great question, Jeff. I'm a little confused by what the extra playoff team is going to mean. We do know that there are a lot of bad teams out there, and the gap between the really good teams and the really bad teams is wider than I've ever seen it in all the years that I've covered. So if you're a bad team, you, you have to unload and get as much as you can as you attempt your own rebuild. But, you know, some teams are going to say, hey, we got to go early because it's going to we got to get this guy now instead of on, you know, July 31st. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of trade talk going on, but it, it's really hard to read because it's so, I mean, the Padres last year, for instance, had the best record in baseball after 50 games. Yeah. And not only did they not make the playoffs, they didn't even finish over 500. So right. you got to tell me where, where are the, the white Sox? Where are the twins? Where are the, the Mariners? Some of these teams that were supposed to be contenders. They are, they aren't. It's really a tricky time. Tim, how much uh, more aggressive do you think Ross would have to be with his minor league system because the Red Sox now are all of a sudden better and going to compete with the same kind of things that the Blue Jays need, which is swing and miss arms in the bullpen? Yeah, he's going to have to be aggressive because the Red Sox are back in this. They won mm-hmm. 10 out of 12. They're starting to really swing it again. They're getting unexpectedly good pitching, at least for me, and they're getting Chris Sale back at some point. So... Uh, I think there are four playoff teams that come out of the East, and I think the Blue Jays have to look at that and say, well, we're good enough to be one of them, but that that's not good enough anymore is to just make the playoffs. Not when you have a team like this, expectations, young players. I mean, it's so much fun. You can't just make the playoffs as a wild card and get knocked out, which means I think the Blue Jays have to be active. But so will the Yankees because they're the Yankees, and so will the Red Sox because – They've gotten themselves back into it. They can't just let everyone down now. If the Yankees run away with this thing, and I mean, they are positioned, they've got Tampa now, and then they come into Toronto. Uh, you know, there is a scenario where they, they have this thing, I'm not going to say wrapped up by the all-star break, but they could certainly have it well in hand uh, by the break, Tim. Does that change what the other teams do? You know, it, it, does it change what the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Jays might do because they won't be chasing the American League East title? Or is it still, you still got to address what you got to address, right? Yeah, I I think you got to say, hey, we can make the playoffs. And if we make the playoffs, we can win the World Series. This is how it works in baseball, Jeff. You know this. We've seen wildcard teams win the World Series. We saw the Braves last year not even get to 500 until August the 6th and then won the World Series. Every team that makes the playoffs 
thinks it has a chance to win the World Series. It doesn't work like this, certainly in the NBA, where that final seed goes and plays the Warriors. They have no chance to win. Right. But in baseball, you, you always do. And that's why I think, even though you might look at the Yankees and say, wow, they're really good, there's, there's no reason to think the Yankees couldn't have a, you know, a falling off here. They, they've had one before in recent years. So I don't think they're guaranteed to play win 110 games. But, yeah, I think you go to make the playoffs no matter what, division or not, that's the way it works. Tim, are you surprised that Vladdy, Vladdy has taken a little bit of a step back offensively? Um, no, I, I think it's a really hard game to play. I overstate that. I just don't know how anyone gets a hit anymore. I really don't with the <laughs> pitching that we see. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievably good. And even great hitters are stopped here and there. I mean, Mike Trout had an 0 for 26 this year. He struck out four times in a game, three times this year. Eight times in his career, this game takes the best players and turns them upside down. Even the best hitters are not great hitters for a month at a time because of the pitching that they have to see. So I'm not worried at all about Vlad Guerrero Jr. He may not have the spectacular season he had last year, but he's still really good. And if he, you know, if he's off a little, he'll find it. That's what great hitters do, and he is a great hitter. Talked a little bit about the the Chicago White Sox, and of course we heard the fire Tony chants this weekend. Yesterday, Liam Hendricks went on the IL with a dreaded forearm issue. How much of what, how much of what has happened to the to the White Sox has been just you know, a mountain of injuries? Or Tim is you know is is Tony maybe not the right guy for that situation? I think it's a mountain of injuries. Mm -hmm. People told us he was not right for that situation last year, and they won the division easily. And I talked to Buck Showalter, who was not managing last year, and he did the White Sox-Yankee game on TV and for three days, and he, he told me Tony hadn't lost a step, not a second of the, his strategic acumen. So I don't think that's it. Now, is Tony you know, able to deal with the players and talk to them like he used to. I mean, he used to have Carney Lancer and Dave Stewart where he would just tell them something yeah. and they would do it and they would, everyone else would do it. It doesn't work yeah. that way anymore. No manager is capable of doing those things anymore. But I think once they get healthy and we'll see if they do, Lance Lynn is back. We'll see about Michael Kopech. We'll see about Hendricks. We'll see about Jimenez. The whole team is hurt. Yeah. I'm going to give them, they're only five games out and everything has gone wrong. So I'm not about to give up on a team that was supposed to run away with the central this year. Tim, really good of you to do this. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. Take care. That's Tim Kirch, an MLB writer and analyst with ESPN. And um, you can follow him on Twitter, by the way, Kirchin underscore ESPN. Although if you're a baseball fan, you probably already are. That that is uh, you. You mentioned the the Red Sox and the the need for relief help, oh. and they are very much in the market for relief mm. pitchers. You know, let's see what happens with Liam Hendricks. Uh, if Liam Hend again, you never like to hear forearm with a pitcher. We know the miles on that arm. I, there's a ton of high. There's a lot of high stress pitching that he's done. Mm -hmm. If the White Sox, I was going to say if the White Sox stay in it, 
because of Jerry Reinsdorf's investment, they he, they are going to act as if they're in it, even if they're not in it, I think. So they may be looking for bullpen help. You know that the normal contenders, you know that Alex is always is always looking for a for a leverage arm in his bullpen. Um, you know, if the Phillies hang in, they'll be looking. I mean, there's going to be a there will be a lot of teams huh. looking for uh, looking for swing and miss stuff in the back end of the bullpen. As Tim said, the good news is that there appears to be a lot of that commodity in the game. But I I I I, I get back to this. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Ross Atkins addresses one of the Jays' three needs well before the deadline. Lefty, a lefty hitter, more balance in the lineup, however you want to describe it. Arms for the back of the bullpen. Right now, I, I you know, Shy and, and Ben Nicholson-Smith and I were talking about this last night. They were talking about what could you possibly do another Jose Barrio deal like, like you did uh, a deal like last year. And, of course, the name to come up that comes up all the time is Luis Castillo of the Reds. I would like the Jays to focus on pitching right now. I think I can get that left-handed bat at the deadline, understanding that I'm not, I'm not looking for Juan Soto at the deadline. I'm looking for a guy who can come in and maybe platoon with, with Lourdes or be my left-handed DH. Somebody obviously better than Tapia and, and, and Zimmer. But I'm almost at the point right now, Kevin, where the first thing I do is I go out and I, I try to get this year's Trevor Richards or Adam Simber. I, I just I try to get another arm Not sure that's that I can enough. use. Well, I, I, I try to get another arm I can use right now in the bullpen. Um, I, I keep an eye on the starting pitching and, and see if I can get maybe maybe get a guy like Castillo. Uh, because let's face it, Ryu is, Ryu's likely gone for two years. So there's a chance that Nate Pearson develops into a starter and may be part of the picture next year. There's a chance that you could Aurelis be... Martinez would be the guy you'd have to give yeah, up to but give I'm, that. But would, I'm, would you want to give him up? I don't, I don't know. But what I'm thinking of right now is the Jays will probably need to add another starting pitcher next year, whether it's through free agency or trade. So if I can get that guy now, right? If I can get a guy now who's going to help me this year and next year, then I think there's value in it. That, that would be my approach. I'd look at the pitching. I'd try to get some bullpen arms right away. And I understand it's a big shopping list. I try to add the starter and the lefty bat. I'll, I'll kind of do that. I'll kind of do that down the road. But if I have to move things out of the minor league system to address my issues, I really, really need to think about what is going to make me the best team in the postseason. Like there is, I, I really, I realize the more I've watched this team. And, and this is not a slam against Ross or anybody. They may be, Kevin, a little less complete than I thought they were. Is that That's fair, fair to That's say? Oh, it is. That's fair. That doesn't mean they're not going to the playoffs. Doesn't mean they may be the second best team in the American League. But they're not as complete of a package as I thought they, they were a couple of weeks ago. They need more horses, guys that can match up against the other team's guys. Seventh inning rolls around, 
Who are you going to? Eighth inning rolls around. Who are you going to? Jordan Romano in the ninth inning in a playoff game. Do you feel comfortable with that? If your answer is yes, or it's what your face just looked like when I even said his name out loud in a playoff game, that that completion of your team, there's some there's some holes in it. I still. mean, it's 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 hard because it sounds like. Jordan Romano has been the forgotten man for the last two weeks. And that's just, that's been the nature of a lot of the games that Jays have played. I mean, they, they've been, they faced when, 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 teams, when's so. the last time, when's the last time that, uh, yeah, but when's the last time we've been around June 15th and Charlie's had to look for work for his closer. Mm-hmm. Like he's had, it. I mean, they, they, we, we need to use him right now. He's got a pitch today. Normally that's not an issue because mm-hmm. normally you're sitting there going, okay, we've used him three days. <clears throat> Pardon me. We've used him three days in a row. We need to give him a blow. That's, now the Jays are have been in a position where they've been looking for opportunities to use them, and maybe that's good, saving up some, saving up some bullets and saving wear and tear on the arm. But uh, yeah, I uh, it, it's let's see what let's see what happens this weekend against the Yankees. But my sense right now is this team is a little less complete than I thought they were. This time around against the Yankees offensively, they got a little bit more to throw at the Yankees. It's not going to be as easy for them to work through all the righties because they have some confidence and they know what their weaknesses are. Yeah. Like that, the, the, the words out last night, it was ninety-two in slider away. Like it's the, the it's not changing. No, and and it, hopefully this keep. It, the, the, I mean, Gurriel is on a bit of a roll. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting for Vladdy. Bichette looks like Bo Springer. Springer, you know, Chapman and. Chapman intrigues me, man. I know you roll your eyes at hard hit balls and all that. I don't roll but, eyes no, at but it, but it's... I'm still... I, I see a lot of balls that he... More than anybody in the team, even more than Vladdy, Vladdy, he hits balls and I go, that's gone. And it's not. Even more than Vladdy. He hits balls into the outfield where I go, that's got a chance. And then he goes, no, it doesn't. It's... Mm. Anyhow. Uh, but is yeah, there, they, 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 they do need some stuff. They're not as complete as I, as I thought they were. And, and my guess is the front office views them that way as well. Views them that way as well. well I'm sure they watch the same games we watch. Yeah. And then they, they how, how do you, how do you compete when, when one part of your game is not clicking on all cylinders? How does the other parts of the game catch up, carry it for a while, which is the starting rotation did. And the big three they got in the rotation is good enough. Oh like, yes, like yeah, when, yeah, you get, yeah. when you get to the playoffs, if all three of those guys are oh. healthy, you feel comfortable that they're going to give you enough to at least give yourself a chance. Yeah. It's when the Charlie runs out and gets the ball from that guy. Who's he giving it to? That's the thing. That's the horses you're talking about. Is who's he giving it to? And right now, the Trevor Richards. I, I look. I like him. Adam Simbers. I like him too. But. <laughs> A fan of the Blue Jays can't look themselves in the mirror and go, you feel confident when Charlie's giving the ball to Trevor Richards to be able to throw a changeup in the sixth inning of a, of a playoff game? That's for me is where the horses just don't match I up think, to the other team's horses. I think what you're saying is you, would, you would prefer your first your first option out of the bullpen in a playoff game to a guy with a little, look, look, with, with a little heat look last night against, I don't want to bring a guy in that I, his, here comes that change up. I don't want that. I want a guy who's going to come in and throw even against the Orioles, Trevor Richards, you got to be honest with yourself. Did you feel confident in that? No, Who he was facing in the game, the way he's looked in the past games that he's thrown last three games, three and two thirds inning, six way, hits, five earned runs. The way he has to set up the change up. That, that's the whole thing is, and will that work later in the season, which is where the Blue Jays want to go? It may not be even fair to have him in the same conversation, but 
If you're Ross, this is what you got to – your big picture is. It's Again, the expectations are high. And expectations for me eliminate excuses. Yeah, let's, the excuses are over. Let's see. Now you got to go out and fix it and actually show that you know what's going on and you're going to fix it, and I'm sure they will. they got a really good team. Yeah. Like their team's really good. And even us talking about October – in June, well, yeah, but that's awesome. It, it's it a is. lot of fun. It is a lot of fun is, to talk that, about that. That that has to be that has to be the expectation for this team. Uh, you know, it's the Yankees are in this weekend. I, I will just say this: you know, let's see, let's see who, who Aaron Boone's first choice is out of the bullpen. Oh, when come he on, goes. it's not fair. That's not that's not a fair comparison because of where they're at and and who they can throw. No, but but Kevin, what I'm saying is. That's where you need to get if you're the Blue Jays. Sure. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's sure. that's where you need Charlie, to get. Charlie and, and Petey can piece it together in the regular season for them to get into the playoffs. When the playoffs start, the piecing it together from the sixth inning on, for me anyway, is over. That's where your horse has got to show up, and you got to flip the ball in the or lay the ball in that guy's hand, and you know when you're running off the field, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. He's gonna keep us in the game, and he can punch a guy out with a guy on third with less than two outs. Yeah, who do you feel comfortable that can do that now? That's why I say piecing it together because you're facing lesser teams when you get in the playoffs. Those teams are in the playoffs for a reason. Say you got to face the Red Sox, you got to face Seattle. That lineup. You know, the first five guys in that, that order, they're going to make you get them out. They're not normally, at that time of the year, going to get themselves out. There it is. So they're going to compete. They're very grind you down. So it's it's about that. When Charlie's handing the ball off, it's, you know, no more excuses of blaming Charlie. That's the thing where, for you, when you just said it's it's the weaknesses now are starting to show up. And I'm again. This is if we've noticed this, you know they're noticed. Yeah. They've noticed it, and they're trying to fix it. And and I'm sure they will bring in some pieces to help out Charlie. And and it'll look different. You've been saying this since day one. I thought it'll look different. I I, I thought it would. I honestly thought that there would be a different look to this bullpen. Uh, okay. At, during this homestand, maybe I mean that that was that was really maybe, early. Maybe but, that's because of the expanded playoffs. Could Teams they? don't think they're out of it. Like the you know, we talk about the White Sox, they're three or four games under 500. They don't think. Well, obviously, it's their division. But you're telling me the expanded playoffs now? It's just keep your head above water. We're going to figure it out to where we'll make a serious run at this second half of the season. And now there's a lot of competition for the same exact thing the Blue Jays need. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Like that left-handed bat, I've sort of thrown that out the window. I watched Ian Happ the other day. That moved the needle. Raise your hand if you think that moves the needle. Now, is it better than than Zimmer? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. If that's what you want, it's, throw it against and and, and compare it to. It, it's better. It, it's what they need to do is bring in somebody who automatically becomes the best left-handed bat in the team. He doesn't even have to. He, he's got to be better than Zimmer. He's got to be better than Bidjo. He's got to be better than who Tapia. Who started the game yesterday in center field for the Blue Jays? It was Tapia. They're telling you without telling you what they think of Zimmer, his offensive woes that he is having, which, again, it's not fair. He didn't play enough. Nope. And he just uh, he's not an, an offensive know, player. We know what he is. So he's, they're telling you that. So for me, I've, I've sort of given up on the left-handed bat because it's going to be impossible to get. And you're going to have to give up some pieces out of your farm system that you may not want to give up. And, and it's, again, will Ian Happ move the needle? For me, I, it won't. I've watched him play. I, it's a, He might be just another guy. That's just me. But Cedric Mullins moved the needle. Not really. Can he hit a lefty in, in, in the playoffs? Can he hit a lefty in the playoffs? A good lefty that's going to go down and away. No, but that, what I'm saying is, 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 is he it, better than Zimmer? Obviously. Yeah. But you'll have to give up pieces to get him. He can also play center field. 
you'll have to give up bigger yeah. bigger pieces to get him. Would he hit after Springer and before Vladdy? No. Then you answered your own question. You know what it's time for. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do Barker's back leg bits. We've got a ton of questions for Kevin, and uh, we'll talk a little more about Hyunjin Ryu and the fallout from mm -hmm. that injury ahead of tonight's game against the Baltimore Orioles. It is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. Hey, Dusty Baker's on TV. On Sportsnet 590, the fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll have Blue Jays talk following tonight's Jays game against the Orioles. Well down, Barker. Friday as well. We're going to work Friday night because it's the Yankees. It's huh. a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's the Yankees. It's nice for telling. The work Sunday next Appreciate week. It. Next week we're uh, we're taking off. My daughter's graduating from Queens, so we're going to go down and spend. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting away. three days in I'm Kingston. Just, You're just getting away. Just getting away from you. So, so yes. Yeah, so uh, there'll be other people in here. We've earned it. Well, I mean, I don't. It's not like we're out, you know, paving roads in the heat. Uh, but, yeah, I have, I have no problem taking a couple of days off. You're looking at me. You're saying, yeah, I know. You're the guy working with me, right? Yeah, That's, yeah I know. What? Uh, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a certain uh, cost or price you pay to work with me. That's well put. But you, you seem, uh, yeah, let's just move on. Okay. Uh, words. Let's, let's just move on. words for that. Let's just move on. Okay. Uh, this is uh, time for Barker's. It's time back for leg Barker's Back Leg bits. bits. I don't know who he was praying to, but Barker's like, get up, get out of here. And the guy's right at the fence. Like, I got this one, you know. The umpires would throw the balls out. Like, hey, Barker's up. Bring in the six balls. We need the dead one. Mr. Gann, thank you very much for joining us. Be honest. You don't remember Kevin Barker Absolutely as a player, not. do you? It's like 50 years ago we played. Good morning, guys. No, I drink too much. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. I've been there wonder what goes through his mind, when, Ozzy's mind, when he, when he looks at, at where the White Sox are right now. There's a yes. guy who's taking it. <laughs> Come on, Tony. Walk yes. another guy intentionally. Yes. Come on, Tony. Yeah, way to go. Way to go, Tony. One, two, count. Way to go. Walk Sherlock. another guy. <laughs> Come on. I, yeah, it was. It was yeah. Come on, Tony. Uh, Jeff Meyer or Mayer or Meyer. Meyer. That's what I'm going with. Let me you. Uh, has a question for Kevin Barker. Uh, NFL and NBA NFL and NBA coaches meet with their teams before and after games. Mm -hmm. Question for Barker. How often does an MLB manager talk with the team together and when does that happen? Because we all hear right before the start of a series, got a meeting, got a meeting, got a meeting. So talk about the different meetings. There's the what? pitchers meetings, the hitters meetings, but but when does in your experience when does a manager okay, meet no, no, with no, a no, team? Okay, no, 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 no. You read that. Well, you, they're saying manager. A manager 
yes. rarely, if ever, meets with players. If if a manager's coming and having a team meeting, something's went wrong. Right. Your team usually stinks and you, when you're expected to win and you're you're throwing a ball all over the place. You're doing something wrong. Do you That's think there are teams, the there are good, teams that go through a year where the manager doesn't a, meet a, with them? A good manager's like a good umpire he's never seen. <laughs> Period. End of story. All right. Boop. The end of story. Now, there is a lot of meetings, obviously, with coaches. Like before series start, a pitching coach will go. They'll have their little team meetings and, you know, go over how certain teams are doing certain things. Hitters are no different. It's the same exact way when, you know, you, you're going into a series and you're facing a certain guy. But most of these guys already have all these stats and they already know what guys do to you. There's not a ton of people that they haven't faced before. So the conversations are shorter when it comes to that. Now it's just about you getting yours. It's not so much about what that guy does. He's trying to simplify that as much as you possibly can. Now it's more about, if I don't like the ball away, this dude throws the ball away, why would I swing at it? I'm not going to hit it. So I'm going to try and lay off of that as much as I can to get mine. You have and that's always... sort of what they're, that's, that's more of the game plan, the more of the conversation. And I'll be honest with you, the conversations are more had between your buddies because your buddies are standing in the box with you. And most of, the, most of the the Blue Jays hitters are all the same. That's no different. Like I talked to Lourdes, I, I had the same conversation I have with Bo. They're all the same. So it's it's more it's more of that conversation. But if you're if you're having a conversation with a manager, something's went bad. Because again, I say that jokingly, ha ha, funny. Now obviously the, the manager's job's changed, and you're trying to sell all that stuff. You're you're trying to sell. But it's if you're seeing the manager a lot. Okay, now. Do you, one of the strengths of Terry Francona, people talked about this and he's the Red Sox. Door was always open. I think it was crib. There, but he would, he, he'd be playing crib. And, 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 and no, and every now and then. Open to who? I always love when everybody says that. Door's open. Open to who? No, but. An established, really good player? Yeah, it's always open. That's those what guys I was going to get at. Because if your good player's not being good, you're fired. So that door's going to be open. But if you're not a, an everyday guy or you're a, a 25th, 26th guy, you think the – I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. You think the door is always open to Zimmer. It's always open to Vladdy or Bo or Santiago Espinal or George Springer. I'm not being – I'm not saying that in a no, bad way. I know you're not. But that's life. Not. That's just the way life is. The door wasn't always open to me when I was in the big leagues. I couldn't go to a manager's, fall in a manager's office unless it's Dusty Baker because he's the coolest dude yeah. on planet Earth. And that is an obvious statement. The door is always open to everybody. That's why he's the coolest dude that walks Earth. Yeah. But that's far and few between. Now, obviously, maybe I haven't been in a locker room in a very long time, so maybe that part of it's changed. But when I was in a, in a locker room, that door always open thing. Did the coaches? Some people have to knock louder. When you play, <laughs> how about that? That's good. Some guys have the magic key. Like, Some I'm guys knocking don't. And you're not answering. Pound, pound, pound. <laughs> Do uh, wait, how often were the coaches the coaches changing areas in the clubhouses when you played? Because now it's mostly they're mostly isolated. Yeah, that never happened. It's it's always been that. It's nicer. Their their lockers yeah. are nicer now. And the rooms are nicer. But they were always always. You know, they had their part of the okay. of the locker room. Now, minor leagues is obviously different because it, it would be one room that everybody, every coach would be in one room. Let me ask you this. Minor leagues, is the manager's door open in the minor leagues? Because now, now you're dealing with, like, let's say you're a AAA manager. You've got Kevin Barker. Mm -hmm. 
You've got Kevin Barker when he was a prospect. Kevin Barker when he's not a prospect. You've got some other guy who maybe isn't a prospect sure. but is having a good year. And and is the AAA manager's door always open? It is. Because it is. You, that's where you really – got to – because now you're talking about guys' yeah, man, money, right? Yeah, but the manager's trying to get where you're trying to get, to the big leagues. So the door's going to be open. He doesn't want to be known as the guy that is not – Oh, that's doesn't have his door open. So everybody's trying to all work towards the same thing, which is to make more money. That's the ultimate goal here is you want to make as much money as possible. And you don't make that at the minor league level. You're going to make that in the big leagues. And yeah, the door would always be open at the minor league level. But a lot of the times, again, that gets back to normally when that door is open and you're being called into it. Mm. <laughs> this conversation is not always great. Might be a lot That's of folks. That's a folk. great question, though. Yeah, it was a good it was a good question. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people I think a lot of people assume that it's like other sports. And there's always there there are always these meetings, you know, like the mm-hmm. in hockey. The coach goes in and reads out the starting lineup. You don't get that in bit ba- manager doesn't go into the stand in the middle of the baseball clubhouse and go, all right, boys. Springer's in center field today. A batting no, second is boy. They don't do no. that. They got a little thing. When you walk in the clubhouse, they've got a little they'll, lit they'll, lit board, and that tells you the be, lineup. They'll be pitching coach, pitchers, and catchers meeting. That That's a big thing. Offensive players are not usually a part of that unless you want to be a part of it. Maybe Bo's a part of it because he's in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. and he's the quarterback on the field. He wants to know certain counts and what you're trying to do to guys certain times of the of games. Maybe he'd sit on in on one beginning of a season just trying to learn offensive players from other teams. But these guys know all these other teams so well that the conversations get shorter throughout the season, and it's up to the player to know what's going on. Lots of conversation about Kikuchi today. No mm. surprise. No. Travis in Saskatoon. Is there a scenario where Kikuchi ends up in the bullpen if this front office goes and gets a starter? Uh, Mike B., do you think – what do you think – now this – Okay, this intrigues me. Mike B. asked, what do you think about having an opener on Kikuchi's days to mix things up? Maybe Thornton opens a couple of innings. Just throwing, it, I'm not th- sure. throwing that out as an I'm example. Not sure. I'm not sure if it would matter if he starts the first inning or the second inning. It's first, always the first inning. Does it matter if it's the second inning or the first inning? That would be my question. And do that you want sounds, him coming in then in the well, third I don't inning? Know. It sounds you know? to me more like a routine thing than it is. It's 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 in his head. But he's thinking. Mike's thinking. Uh, like, we're all got to – people want to – He is. You want to come up with an answer Him going for this. to a bullpen until he can throw his fastball where he wants to, does it really matter? Why would you want him to come out of the bullpen? What's a, what's a, uh, a pitcher's job out of the bullpen? Strike. To throw strikes. Yep. He's not doing that. So why, what would that benefit anybody? That would just make Charlie pull the rest of his hair out, trying to figure out who to get loose while you watch you say out there throwing ball one, ball four, ball eight, ball 12, and you got to bring Street a guy in with sliders. bases loaded. So that's, you know, two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing. So right now I think you're married to him starting and – he still has good stuff. It's not his stuff. It's the mindset of when he's throwing his stuff and can he just buy into, here it is. I'm going to attack zone and I'm going to live and die by that. And I'm not real sure right now. I think Seattle told you that they don't think he's capable of doing that. And maybe what you're mm-hmm. seeing right now is mentally he's not capable of doing that. And that's an issue. How does... The task facing Pete Walker with, you say, Kikuchi compared to the task 
he faced with Stephen Matz, Robbie Ray. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Ty, the, Taiwan Walker. Oh, there's a reason. There's a reason. Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker, Matt, Taiwan Walker's Walker trying wasn't to get really. paid. Right. Stephen Matz is trying to get paid. Robbie Ray's trying to get paid. You're saying he's he's the best. paid. Oh, there it is. Okay. And Pete Walker's, from my mind, I'm going to say, and I'll continue to say, the best pitching coach in baseball. Just let the people that he's that's yeah. been here, what they've went on to make. But I guess what I'm saying is, say. what I'm saying is the the, and we can put Ross Stripling in there because they had to redesign Ross Stripling's delivery. How, how, how is how is me. that he's, different? He's than, fighting to stay in the big leagues. Okay. Ross Stripling, Stripling is that that's a little so different. You're, for all, me. you're always bringing it back, and I'm not saying this to disrespect you. You're always bringing it back to contract. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you're not if you're a coach you're not going to a guy and telling him to change things because it's going well you're going to him because it ain't working yeah. why you go to you say kikuchi and say hey don't throw your cutter because the cutter's working but stop throwing it <laughs> well you wouldn't be a coach long right that's <clears> the <throat> point here and now you're, you're you're bringing up guys that you know the guys that came here like robbie ray reinvented himself by the location that he was throwing it it wasn't what he was throwing that's it different was, than it was, this, I'm right? I'm setting bigger target. I'm or, aiming for that, and okay. I'm letting power and movement take over. Just because of my target's that much bigger, and I got so much more to aim for instead of Diamondbacks, I'm trying to get so small and be so fine with everything I'm trying to throw. Steven Matz was... You know, you got to every once in a while... How do I say this in a nice way? Say it for me. You take him I, out to the woodshed? <laughs> dumb it down? No, 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 no. Like you, every once in a while, you got to man up. Oh, I said that in a nice Sack way. Up. I don't want to say that. There's, right. there's kids listening to this. You got to be, you got to like, every once in a while, it's got to be like, hey, dude, like you. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. All right, I get it. It worked. Did you get paid? Yeah. That's, no, all, it, that's it, all it is. It, this is this is a lot. There is a pecking order, Jeff. Even even in today's age, where it's very, you got to be real careful about how you go to and present how you want a guy to change certain things. And the first thing you think of is, it's like the Kevin Gosman thing in the split finger. He's making a hundo. Okay, so you're gonna that conversation would probably start. What are you feeling, and what do you think you should do? And then he would tell you, and you would give conversation back to him. That's why the communication and the way you present it is key. And a lot of that is determined on where a guy is at in his career and how you how stern you can have the conversation. And like when Nate Pearson gets back up here, it will be, this is the way you should do it, <clears throat> live or die by it. There ain't going to be no, oh, okay, how, what do you think? No, it's going to be, we've seen what you think. Mm -hmm. It ain't working. <laughs> now it's... Try to get it out front, throw it as hard as you can, somewhat locate it, and have a secondary pitch. Feed off of that, and maybe if you can throw your secondary pitch OO, would make your octane a little bit better. Jeff Vogt uh, asks about Trevor Richards. He says he struggled for most of the season. The Jays seem to have used him in a variety of spots. Mm -hmm. What do you think they can do to get him back on track? Is that, I mean... That's a great question. I, it's... I guess my question would, would be, what is back on track? He's a guy with a couple of pitches. He's got the change. I, I think it's not a matter of... I don't necessarily think you can change anything with him. I think you just have to use him differently, and you can only use him differently if you've got other options. Is that that's... 
probably the best way uh, when, to put when, it. When or how much you use him, I don't think has anything to do with the way he's doing. His last couple of outings have been against bad teams. It's he 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 relies a lot on a hitter expanding the strike zone, and to be able to do that, you have to be better at spinning something to get them in swing mode to want to swing over the changeup or expand on the heater that he throws 93 miles an hour. And when it ain't spinning and he's not getting it where he wants it to go. So I don't really think for me anyway, when I watch, it's not about where he pitches or how much he pitches or when he pitches or who he pitches to. It's just about that secondary pitch, that breaking ball. Not doesn't seem to be working. And it's a lot to ask him to go out and do and, and continue to shut teams down with what he's working with. Uh, we have a question from Morris in my neck of the woods. Well, Winnipeg. Um, lots of talk about hitting and pitching. Is the Blue Jays' defense good enough to win a World Series? In other words, if the Jays get into that's, the World Series, is the Blue Jays' defense good enough? That's easy for me. You go out and get a couple swing and miss arms out of the bullpen, makes that defense look a whole lot better. You look at the Rays. And I brought this up to you yeah, off with, air. Yeah. You look at the Rays right now, chucking the ball all over the place. They're well, they're, a lot of their pitchers that they had last year are hurt. You know, I haven't looked at their numbers, and I'm sure they still have swing and miss, but there's being more balls put in play against them, which that means that puts a lot more pressure on their defense. And now it's sort of showing up that way. So, yeah, I do believe if you go out and make some adjustments to your bullpen, get more swing and miss, and maybe Rios finds the curveball consistently. Mm-hmm. That will help more swing and miss, weaker contact. They, they got a really good defense. If if Santiago Espinal is playing second, and Matt Chapman is playing third base, their defense in the infield is, you almost could say second to none. It's Can very I say good. that? Can I say that? I'm sure. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there are teams with, with the Cardinals have got a good Cardinals defense have got on the infield. Defense. They got a really good defense, yeah. but I think their outfield defense when Springer is playing center. Teoscar is catching baseballs that he's supposed to catch. And Lourdes, you know what? I I mean, the thing about Lourdes is his, he's hitting. He's hitting, but <laughs> he's also he's playing better defense. I, it, it, he's hitting. He's got a good arm, and it just it still amazes me, and maybe this gets to the fact that base running is just so bad in baseball. It still yeah. amazes me how many teams will try to, to run on, on, on Lourdes' arm. Run until you get tagged out. Yeah, I mean – he doesn't even, and, and unless I'm seeing something different, I think he's running better routes now than he has in the past. I, again, the arm is there. I, 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 I think maybe we mm. don't give. You don't think so? I don't think uh, we give Lourdes enough run, credit for turning. He's running better routes since he's been getting the foot down and getting singing. Okay. Well, it's you're a hitter first at the big league level. You, you again, it gets back to that Moreno thing behind the plate when you're shaking off and he's not on the same page. Well, he went three for four yesterday. Deal with it. You'll figure it out because he's going, he went three for four yesterday. That's there's a lot to that. And that game that, that gives that player a lot of confidence because that's why you're in the big leagues. When you're struggling offensively, every other part of your game struggles. You got to really dig deep, Jeff. I, Cause I, I bet I used to try and dig deep mm-hmm. way down there and just get everything you can possibly get to muster up and go out there and be a good base runner. When you do walk, or be a good defender, dive all over the place, make the throws you're supposed to make, all everything that goes with being a complete player when you're not hitting. But when you're hitting, and boy, it's free and easy, and you ain't thinking about nothing, you are just picking them up and setting them down around them bases. Adam Bernard in Winnipeg wants your thoughts on this. 
He wants to know with Ryu going down. He wants your thoughts, not my thoughts. I'm going to stand back here. Mm. What would you do? Would you put Stripling back in the rotation, get another starting arm, or keep Stripling in the rotation, get a relief arm? It's not fair for me anyway to continue to move Ross back and forth. I'm leaving Ross in the rotation until he shows you a couple of starts in a row that you know he just doesn't have it. The breaking ball's not there. The arm speed on the changeup's left. And he's back to, you know, raw stripling of a couple of years ago. So I would leave him in the rotation. Uh, look, again, no, not too many teams have five legitimate starters. If the big three stays healthy, you got to figure, you can figure that out. They're going to give you six innings and they're going to give you a lot, a lot, most of the time, a real good chance of winning those games. And then you figure out the other two starts. How do you piece it together? And piecing it together could be, you add three more arms in the bullpen, and then you use the other guys that, that have been abused. That stuff has went a little down. You start using those occasionally, and now you can make up for it by having other better quality stuff, which I'm assuming that would be probably the easier, cheaper way to do it. That way you don't have to use up your minor league system. It's a good thought because if you go to the playoffs, looking ahead to the playoffs, do you really need four starters or do you need three starters and three lights out relievers? I would say answer B. Yeah. You need Vladdy to be crazy. Right. And then you But need in, in terms of pitching. Kansas City, how'd they win a World Series? 15, was it 2015? They won it by you get the lead, you give the ball to somebody in the sixth inning, and that way go is over. Yep. Can the Blue Jays get that? It's and not gonna be easy. And you catch the ball. It's not Absolutely. And, and they're going to the do ball. that. They're going to catch the ball. They've shown you that. That is it for us today. We will be back tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast. Mr. Barker and myself will be doing Blue Jays talk tonight, immediately following the Jays-Orioles game. Again, that is a 7.07 first pitch. A reminder that Thursday's game is an afternoon game at the Rogers Center. It's 3 o'clock. And then the big bad Yankees come into town for three games. Have yourself a great day.